Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Is everyone doing well? Brilliant, brilliant. Well, it is great to be together and uh, I really just wanted to say how uh, incredibly uh, awesome it is to be in the middle of what God is doing. And we're all in it together and there's just so many great people that are playing so many significant parts. And so I'd love us to put our hands together for all the unseen heroes, all the ones that nobody gets to clap from a stage or never gets to see. Every person from the car park, come on to those who clean up well into the night. Can we clap every person who's volunteered Monday to Sunday on our Sim Street? We've got people building playgrounds, people sweeping car parks, people sanding. Just phenomenal people everywhere. And so we're very, very grateful. Great to have my mum here. Very awesome. Always want to honour to have my mum here. Uh, which is cool, and Dad's here as well. You'll get to see him hopefully next week, which will be great. But uh, Pastor Sally was meant to be preaching this morning, and, um, and unfortunately she's been really unwell this week. And so uh, just in that moment, hey, I just don't think it's going to work this week. There was a leap in my spirit uh, for what God wants to do this morning. Uh, but at the same time, Pastor Sally and Dave, I know you'll be watching because they are so faithfully a part of our church. And so we want to let you know we're praying for you. We thank God for the recovery so far, but we're believing Come on, 100% right now in Jesus' name. There's a whole bunch of others in our church family and you're not well either. And you're at home and you're no doubt joining in and you might be in bed right now. Well, be healed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your promise, Lord God, that by your cross, by your stripes, Father, the, the victory has been won. We continually stand, Lord, for Bryce and all of the families involved. God, we stand for every single person. Lord, in fact, we stand right now for Israel. Lord, and everything that's happening right now there, Lord, the unnecessary, the reckless attacks. And Lord, the, 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 we just declare, Lord, over your city, we declare, Lord, a heavenly protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Protect women, children, God. Protect men. Protect the Lord, would you settle and would you secure hearts and lives? God, we're in this position saying we desperately need you to move. Across the globe, Lord, we need you to move. So we honor your name and we thank you that you are more than able. And everybody said... Amen, amen. Well, you can say a quick hello to someone else as you grab a seat. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. So great. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This morning, I want to take a moment to unpack the word God gave us as we've stepped into and been really on this three-year journey of God taking us into what we're saying, crossing over into His promise. And I wanted to take a moment this morning to really unpack that because I believe it's a word for, it's been a word, it's been a foundational word for us as a, as a church, but I actually believe it to be something that can become and should become a foundational principle in a lot of our lives, uh, the parts that God wants to unpack from what He's been leading and doing. And it was pretty cool this week, we... Uh, through one of our other great families in the church, have been able to redo like a, a bunch of the footpaths and the concrete around the entranceway and the edge of the building. And, um, and if you're not on socials, you may not have seen it. Uh, but this week, when they were doing that, I just really had in my heart, have for about a month now, that at every entry point into the building, that in the foundations, we would put the Word of God. So that when anyone and everyone steps over the threshold into the sanctuary, into the house of God, 
there would be a sense of we are stepping over and we are stepping into everything that God's Word has. And, uh, and so I've got a photo. Here it is here. This is into the foyer entrance. And, uh, and I love that the Bible says a new beginning. And so, uh, and so we had that. There it is on the two doors going in. And it was also on the kids' door and the back service entry door. And here's one of the tradies. Actually, just had a moment looking. It's Pastor Danny. He's looking at the word like, what is, the, what is this? What is this? No, not at all. Danny has been one of the phenomenal pillars in this whole journey. And, uh, and if it wasn't for his ability to stand on the promise, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today either. And so... Uh, Bit of a joke there, Danny. You have been phenomenal. But, but uh, I really um, wanted just to unpack this promise because I, I actually believe in there there's things that can encourage us. Uh, because it's not about just getting in. It's about everything God wants to continually do through His church. Please maybe we never think that the building or getting into a facility uh, is the miracle. Uh, the miracle is that we have a God who is with us, a God who's gone before us, a God who when we go, we're here today, He goes, well, I'm ready for tomorrow. And there's something he always wants to constantly do in and through our lives. So I want to ask the question to you, what's your word? What's your word? What's your word? See, it was actually two days ago, on Friday the 6th of October, three years ago, that we received the email that told us we need to get out of where we are right now. It's been three years. And, uh, and the email simply said, no, you won't get rent relief. You will be moving out. And we want you gone in the next five months. Well, anybody else grateful that three years on, we're still sitting here, we're still seeing God move, we're still seeing souls saved? Me too. But in that moment that I received that email, God's word came into my heart and said, Craig, this is not the landlord shutting the door, this is me opening a new one. And shortly after that, I received an email from Robert Cooper and Robert and Christina here as well, uh, and will be for the next couple of weeks as we get ready. They actually came... Um, the day we landed, the next day they landed here in Melbourne as well, because we shut where we were in Mooney Ponds and opened here seven days later, and they committed that week to be here to help set us up to get us going, and they've committed three weeks to be with us as we step into Sim Street to help get that going, but Robert had never emailed me any other time in 20 years of being on team together, but out of the blue, he emailed me three years ago this scripture 1 Chronicles 28, 20, and it really had no introduction. It was just, I was thinking about you. God put me, you in my heart. Here's a scripture. And this was the scripture that a lot of us will know well, or if you're relatively new, you might be the first time you hear this. So here we have this word from God. It's not me, not the landlord shutting the door. It's me opening a new one. And who knows, when you get a, a word from his spirit in your heart, that's a really great thing. And that settles everything. But at the same time, when you get a word from his word, right, that's like, the heavens and the earth will fade, but hey, this word will never pass away. 1 Chronicles 28, 20, it says, And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, he is with you. And he will not fail or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. I want to ask the question again, what's your word? Because when that word... When I read that word, it was like God said, that is the foundation from what you're going to stand on for this next, however long the journey was going to be. That's what you're going to stand on and that's what you're going to hold on to and that's what you're going to come back to and that's what you're going to rely on because that's my promise. And it might now just seem like a prophecy towards what's coming, but if we can not just see God's word as a prophecy towards the future, but a promise that he never fails on, 
I tell you, it can really change the dynamic of how we live our Christian lives. So in October 2020, which is when we got this scripture, when, when this whole thing unpacked, in October 2020, this scripture spoke to me very clearly. And over the last three years, parts of it have spoken to me very clearly over different season segments of what we've walked through. And so I'm going to unpack those different things, and I pray it's an encouragement. Is that all right? Does it make sense? Is it kind of like, this, you kind of, I'm making sense? Okay, all right. So we can put the scripture back up there. This is point number one. David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous. And often we'll stop there and go, obviously he wants you to be strong and courageous. Actually, the first thing that God put in my heart, in my spirit, in that first week of reading it was, Craig, this first part of the journey is about you doing the work. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> right? Because what does that mean? You've got five months till you can't be in here. We're in the middle of lockdown. You're trying to navigate a pandemic with a church. You've got to learn how to do the work. You've got to learn what that means. You've got to get into the sales lease contracts. You've got to get a team around you. You've got to start working out. What about, how do we navigate this forward? It's not just sitting there in your closet and praying, although we need to have moments in our closet praying, but some of us need to hear the word, do the work. Right? There's got to, you've got to do the work. You've actually got to get up. You've got to go with what he's asked, and you've got to step into everything that he's opening up. And it was so much to learn from the property market to the things of legalities to the area of finance. There was so much to learn. But I want to tell you, when God's hand is upon you to step you into what he's calling you into, there's a grace that comes with that. See, but not only is doing the work the reality of what are we got to do, what are we got to outwork, what are we going to get a hold of, what are we going to learn, but the truth of it is it's about learning that in that is about seeking God. You've got to get in that place of prayer. You've got to get into that place of his word. You've got to get into that place of securing yourself in what God said to you when everything's not opening up for you. You've got to get to that place when God says, I want you to declare expansion, yet you had three months out of the five months and nothing's opened up. And yet he's saying, declare expansion every Sunday. And you have people in this room who are all going, amen, yes. But yet you know in two months' time, Lord, expansion, because we're going to be homeless. <laughs> Like, it's one thing to say it and not to believe it, but there's another thing to be able to own it in your spirit and let it be something that you can carry. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the work of telling the enemy to shut up. Too many of us listen to his distraction, listen to his discouragement, listen to him. I'm telling you, oh, God won't come through. You'll be out on the street. You think COVID's hard. You think doing a pandemic's hard. Wait till you've got nowhere to meet as well. No, that's not God's promise. That's not the one I know. That's not a good, good father. I got a good, good father. And my good, good father loves his children too much to lead us in that way. And so you've got to do the work of securing your soul in what God is. See, the property was, I was, I was certain that we would, um, we would just find it before Christmas over that three-month period. We got to Christmas, nothing had opened up. We're declaring expansion. And one of my things with God is that I said, I will go and look at, anything that comes across my path. Amy uh, and Franz, who are a great couple here, she actually became a commercial property broker. And in that, with one of our online recordings, I, knew, I heard that. And so I brought her in on the journey along with our board and our global board, Pastor Paul, etc., uh, at a really early age. But no one else knew. So everything she would send to me, I said to God, God, I'll do the work. I'll go and see it. I had probably been to, by Christmas, been to about 25 different commercial properties. And my thing with God was, God... All I have 
of as a requirement from you is that the moment I step on, that you're going to say, this is it. Right? And we weren't looking to buy, we were looking to lease because we really felt that that was the next position for us to go into was lease for a few more years, keep uh, faithfully sowing towards our future generational property, but it wasn't yet. Uh, that would be at the next step after this step. And so we weren't even looking at, at properties worth um, for sale. Fast forward, Christmas, Christmas holidays, come back, had one day here. God gave a picture of the aircraft carrier, the carry, equip, deploy, recover, what we've talked about. And this real sense of just keep going, declare expansion. The next day I'm here, second day in the office, and I get a text message. I'm literally driving out the driveway. I'm driving out the driveway. Nader, who's a, and Hannah are a great part of our church. Nader has no idea what's going on. We've been talking big picture dreams like Life Central for years. And anyway, he texts me and said, I had, a, I had an hour free at lunchtime. I decided to cold call real estate agents. Uh, no one got back to me of the 15 but one. And they sent me this private confidential listing. I'm like, well, how's that? You don't know what's going on. God would interrupt you in the middle of the January. And then one person would get back to you. Amy's been in touch with all of these people. They've sent everything that they have. But here comes a listing that's not been sent. I'm driving out. And in that moment, I turned because Nadia was like, I need your home to help with the kids. Because who knows? That COVID tap over moment was a moment. <laughs> That husbands, if we were one minute late, you were two weeks in the can. That was for sure. And it was more for the protection of the children rather than for Nadia, but there's only so much homeschooling one mama can do. And I'm literally at the end of Mark Street and I'm indicating to turn home and it's like the Holy Spirit, did you not say you would do the work? And in that moment, I was like, yeah. And he said, he said you know how he does? So I changed my indicator. I knew Dining Road because I had looked at two properties on the other side, directly opposite Sim Street. I'd looked at them both, but when I stepped onto them, I was like, yeah, we could make these words, but that's just not it. But man, do I love the location. So I knew the location, and as I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving, and I'm, and I'm somewhat being able to see what was on my phone at the same time, and I, <laughs> for navigation purposes, and I was... The Lord was doing his work, protecting. And, we, and we were, I was on my way, and as I'm on my way, I'm looking at the listing, and I'm realizing this isn't for lease. This is for purchase. And as I'm going along, and I'm driving, I'm like, I'm, what is the point of even looking at this thing? Right? As I'm driving along, I'm looking at, and I'm looking at these buildings, and I'm like, what? Is this potentially it? I'm, I'm not sure. And then as I'm doing that, I see $17 million. I'm like, what on earth? Why are we even wasting my time? Literally, 15 meters later, I turn onto the driveway. Boom. God says, I'm in this. I'm like, you're in this? My gosh, how could you be in this? Can I say to you, if I had gone home and I had opened up my phone and I had read the listing, I'm almost certain I would never have gone. Almost certain I would never have driven on that property. Why? Because I would have had too long thinking about it in the natural that it would have already taught God out of his supernatural. And there's some things God's put in our spirit in the supernatural. When we've started to put it into the natural area of our heart, the natural area of our mind, and he's promised you to step into something, but you've decided, oh, I think I'll just see how I can do it. I'm telling you, God wants us to live from a place where we can't do it on our own, where we need him every step of the way. But we've got to do the work.
And doing the work isn't always the hard work. Doing the work is actually probably mostly trusting Him every part. So what's our takeaway point? Our takeaway point is do the work. Do the work. In that October to December moment, actually God said to me, I want you to read more than ever before. More of my word than ever before. And so in that, from that January, literally from the 1st of January, I decided I'd, I'd do a, a Bible in a year devotional with Nikki Gumbel and read the devotional in the Bible. And I'd, I'm a really bad, slow reader, but I do love, love God's word. I want to tell you, if I, didn't, if I didn't have that, every day I was just in the middle of his word. Every day I was just like, God, would you speak to me? God, would you feed me? God, I, right now there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of big things I don't understand. But God, I, just, I need you to be that, that stabilizer in my soul. That's, and I, I, I don't want to be harsh or heavy, but I want to say, come on, if we are lacking in the area of our devotion to God's word, come on, as believers in this day and age, do the work. It's not easier for somebody else. Oh, yeah, it's okay for you. No, it's not okay for somebody else. It's as hard, it's as much as a moment of principle and priority to everyone else in the room as it is to you. There's always stuff that will distract us. And if you can tell me your screen time is zero and you then still have no time for the word, then maybe we could still work out what else has to go because I believe this has to be a priority. But most of us would say, I don't have room, but we'd look at our screen time and it would probably tell us between three to five hours. Come on, we don't need to read a whole lot, but I tell you, every time you get anything of this inside the reality of who you are, it always feeds, it always nourishes, it always secures. So I don't want to be heavy about that, but I do know from, I do know from personal experience that it actually requires discipline, but after discipline becomes a devotion, and in the rest of after devotion actually becomes desire. If I miss out of having a moment in God's Word in a day or in a couple of days, I've got to tell you there is something in me that feels like, no, I'm not missing out on ticking in a religious box. I'm missing out on time with my Savior. I'm missing out of time in His presence. Because what I've realized is this is not just a book of uh, a whole lot of pages. This is a person. And His name is Jesus. In John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So every time I hold His Word, what I realize, He's actually holding me. Every time I open this, I realize he's actually getting more room in the side of this heart. Every time I read this, I realize he's, he's able to rewrite what's in my heart. And it's not out of pressure, but guys, we've got to be in his word. We've got to be in his word. I really want to encourage you that one of the scriptures that I've just fallen in love with is, is Psalm 119. In Psalm 119, they actually don't know who the author was. They believe it could be Ezra. And possibly Daniel or David, but they think it would be Ezra because Ezra was somebody who lived out of deep personal commitment to God. And actually, the king at the time uh, gave him the responsibility to lead and to be able to set up a religious education for the people. And he provided faithful to study, follow, and teach God's word. And what's amazing about this is it's actually the longest um, scripture. Uh, it's the longest chapter. Is that right? Yes, chapter. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And you say, I thought you were trying to encourage me to read the Bible. No, no, no. But the cool thing about it is actually broken up into 22 different segments, all made up of eight verses each. And each verse actually re represents and connects to the, uh, the Hebrew alphabet, the 22 letters within the Hebrew alphabet. It's only eight verses. And if you would just grab eight, if you just grab one little bite size, I tell you, whatever you stoke, you start to provoke in your heart. And nearly every single verse 
Nearly every single verse talks about God's word, his ways, his statutes, his decrees, his laws, his precepts, his commands, and his promise. And as we start to hunger for his word, his precepts, his commands, I'm telling you, you just, you just want to drink more. You just want to eat a little bit more. I love um, Psalm 119 verse 9. It says this, How can a young man stay on his path of purity? By living according to your word. I love this. I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. How good is that? Like what awesome prayer. It's like every time you read it, it's like a prayer in your own life. I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that have come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Wow, do we, do we, that's, a, that's actually like a profound statement. You know how many times we, we glance over profound things? I rejoice in following your word as one rejoices in great riches. We have a world obsessed with chasing riches. As his kids, we should be obsessed with chasing his word. I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. I'm telling you, this is his heart being poured out. But I tell you, it actually, because it's the word of God and it's, it aligns us to our lives, our life, it actually, it actually gets our heart. And our heart starts to align to have the same fashion and the same desire and the same passion. And, and I'm, not, I'm asking you to be a religious scholar. I'm actually really bad at remembering things off by heart. But can I encourage you, just have time in his word. Just go after his word. I make sure the first thing I read on my phone every day is that, that you version scripture that comes up. But if that's all we're reading in a day, come on, we've got to do the work. We've got to get a little deeper. There's more God wants to place. And it's not because of someone's podcast, although podcasts are great. It's not because somebody's little Insta uh, revelation, although other people's revelations are great. He wants to give you something for yourself. He wants to put it in your spirit. Why? Because I believe he has a word for everyone. Well, that took a whole lot longer than I planned. So we're going to go a little quicker over the next 15 pages. The second point is do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. This was the second really season and chapter. And who knows, and and just hear this, it's not like the do the work ever stopped. It's almost like it became a principle in your life. And there's another thing God wants to add into that, right? And so, uh, and so it's not like, oh, I'm done with that now. It's almost like, no, that's second nature. That's just part of how it works now. That's become something that's a lifestyle, not just a habit for a moment. But this next part was do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. When we were facing delays, when we were facing complications, when we were facing price increases because everything, supply, demand was getting harder and harder, It was just like, honestly, every time we thought we could make a way, it's almost like it got further away. Every time we were like, oh my goodness, we could actually, I believe we could actually work this out and financially be able to commit to this decision. All of a sudden, it was further away than it ever was before. And it was like God wanted to say to me, hey, Craig, when are you going to realize you'll never be able to work everything out? You'll never be able to do it all in the security of knowing what you have in your hand. There's going to be a constant trust at every point. When the neighbor objected, to actually say, I don't want this land to be able to become a church. Who knows, that's kind of a big thing when you've already signed unconditional. And yet the neighbor's saying no to the council, we don't think this should ever be turned into a place of worship. Who knows, there's a lot to go. But when God had put in my spirit, do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord my God is with you. 
then what you've got to do is you've got to keep going back. What's your word? God, what's your word? When, when, you're, when you're literally three hours away from the objection window being done, three hours away, and then all of a sudden, boom, objected. Eight months added. $500,000 added. What do you do in that moment? Are you discouraged? Or do you realize you've got Empower Weekend that night? And you're up for preaching in four hours' time. And you're going to declare, we will declare and we will preach praise. Because there's one name that's going to be able to make a way. And now, nobody knew. I didn't tell Nadia. I didn't tell the leadership team. Why? Because that right then, it wasn't for everyone else to carry. Right then, it was like to go, we're going to position ourselves back. We're going to get ourselves back. Why? Because we're not going to be discouraged. We're not going to be afraid. Come on, there are some setbacks that some of us are facing. There are some waves that are around us. There are some storms that are going on. But I've got to tell you, there's a gaze you've got to reset. There's someone who's out there with you and he's looking at you, but I've got to encourage us. It's time to look back at him. Fix your gaze on the one who got you out of the boat, not just the one who's led you out of it. It was his gaze that got you out of the boat. It's his gaze that will keep you out of the boat. Does that make sense? 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one. 31. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields, listen, all who take refuge in him. Proverbs 35. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. To hear it. His word is a shield. Too often, we shield his word. In today's culture, today's time, we try and shield his word. Oh, but that doesn't sound loving. Shield it. Oh, but that doesn't look realistic. Shield it. And unfortunately, what we're doing is we're exposing ourselves to carry, to take on, and to be the first point which God never designed us and never wanted us. He said, I want my word to be your shield. I want my word and my truth and my promises and my love and my grace and my hope and my understanding to be the thing that leads you and guides you. You don't need to shield my word. You don't need to hide it. You don't need to try and make it sound better. He didn't ask us to go into the world to widen the road. He asked us to go into the world to reveal the road. And that's not by shielding his word. It's by making his word clear. It's a lamp and it's a light. It wants to light anyone and everyone's feet. But we can't hide his word. That's why we've cemented it in the concrete because it will forever be there. It will be ever declaring, come on, this is a place that honors God's word. This is a place that says his word is what this church is built upon and it will always be built upon his word. But let us not shield the word. His word shields us from bitterness. His word shields us from immorality. His word shields us from pridefulness, from bad business deals. His word shields us from poor relationships. His word shields us from apathy. It shields us from living shallow uh, lives that build up that which will not remain to eternity. It shields us from living in the dark. It shields us from the enemy's lies and deception. This word wants to shield us. It shields us from falling into temptation. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, did he go and say, hey, I'm the son of God. You just watch me overpower you. I'm just a child of God, full of his spirit. Watch me overpower you. No, no, no. He said, what's your word? Come on. This is, this is what we need to shield. This is what advances. This is what takes us forward. I love it. Psalm 7, 19, 7. The Lord, the, Lord of, the Lord is perfect. Listen to this. Refreshing the soul. 
His statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You go, oh, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Anything and everything we will ever navigate in our lives is in his word. Oh, well, I'm just going to Google it. You mean Google it with God, what's your scripture around? Right? Oh, no, I just heard this motivational speaker. Right? And what is he founded on? Come on, there's great wisdom that's out there, but I tell you, if it's not on his blueprint, if it's not on his footprint, then I'm telling you, it's only going to lead us to a place that we find ourselves watering him down, more casual and complacent. But I tell you, that's not what God's will. He wants a shield so that we can take ground, so we can keep advancing. And when the arrows of the enemy want to be, no, 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 there's a shield on behind. And it's not just a big plank, but it's covered with every single promise. It's covered with everything that he has desired and he has declared and he has made faithful. He has made it flawless. You know, his word refreshes your soul. Sometimes we think it restricts our soul. We act like it holds us back, binds us. Oh, but God wouldn't want me. No, no, no. His word is refreshing. You know that moment where you're so parched and you're so dry? Oh, I just need a holiday. Yeah, a holiday you need. But maybe we just need some living water. His word is to refresh us, not to restrict us. His guidance. Yeah, but I feel so, I can't, I can't do everything I used to do. Well, thank God for that, because everything we used to do broke our heart, broke others' hearts, led us to a place of mess. His word is refreshing. Oh, yeah, but you make me, I feel like I have to read the Bible. You don't have to do anything. But if we did, we wouldn't be looking for everybody else's revelation. I remember in lockdown, not because I was on Instagram and stuff like that, because I was, we were, we had to do like, we were doing like, what do they call those things? Insta lives like every day. Uh, we're just really thankful we're not there. And, um, <laughs> and I was on it a lot. And I was honestly like, and people would just be sharing revelation because they were encouraging everybody. And it was really, really cool and all that kind of stuff. And I just was like, man, I just need, I'm like, I just can't, I'm, because I'm reading the Bible every day because God's asked me to do the work. And I'm like, I just, I'm like hearing it, and I'm like, no, no, I'd listen, and then I'd probably go into another one, I'd go to another one. Well, I'm like, I, I'm full. I'm full. Like, like, you're great, but I'm full. I feel refreshed. My kids are tiring me out, but I feel refreshed. <laughs> I like my two 5Ks or whatever it was, but I feel refreshed. I mean, you feeling weary? You feeling like things are too heavy right now? Could I say that? In his word, in him, he just wants to refresh you. He wants to lift that burden. He wants to take that place of going, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot I didn't know either. But what I did know is he was with me. I did know he was going before us. And I did know that I knew. I knew that I knew that I knew that for every hurdle, there would be a heavenly outcome. And how did I know that? Because he promised it to me. I love it. The Lord God, my God is with you. This is David saying. He's saying, you know, my God, the one when everyone else doesn't notice you because you're out in the field. Yeah, yeah, that God who still notices you because you've got an anointing and a calling on your life. He doesn't forget you. That's my God. You know, the one who defeats the giants, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that God, he's with you. You know, the one who like enables you to be equipped with mighty men so you guys can take kingdoms and take over territories. Yep, he's with you. 
You know, the one who forgives you when you're unfaithfulness and you're murdering it. Like, now let's not be murderers. But yeah, that's the God who is with us. He is an able. He is so good. And he is the one who provides his presence to go with us. Our God is with us. So what's the take home? The take home is this. Is do not be afraid or discouraged. The Lord my God is with you. Can I say this? The word never shaped the world. So never let your world shape his word. Our world, the world, never shaped the word. There's a picture. So never let your world or never let the world shape the word. If there's anything the enemy wants us to do, he wants us to be wordless. Nadia talked brilliantly last week and talked about how actually God's given us authority to, to, to crush the head of the enemy. Do you know that from the very garden, the enemy's role and job and tactic has been to get into the head of his, God's children? Don't let the world shape the word. Don't mold this to sound like out there. Let's take this and bring life and living and fruitfulness and truth grace and hope. Let's bring it, because I tell you, when people taste and touch that which is pure, flawless, and perfect, it will be the very thing they've been desiring in everything else, but never found it. That was my story. Found, tried it in everything else, but the moment I came into his presence and the moment I heard his word, this is everything I've been looking for, and it's found in him. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. A couple of minutes left, and we'll finish. Uh, the next part was, and David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. This year, 2023, be strong and courageous. First message I preached this year, be strong and courageous. I really believe that, as was a statement at the start of this year, is that we will not walk out of this year the same way we walked in. And that's not because we're moving buildings, but I believe that's because that's what God wants to do in the heart and the life of every single person. Can I say to you that one of the greatest highlights of this year is not us changing location, but one of the greatest highlights this year has been the great honor to be able to walk with some of the great couples and guys in our church and to be able to live from a place of proximity where we've done life and done uh, the journey at a place that's been vulnerable and real and we've been able to see God do what We've seen God do what only God can do, and we've literally seen people walking out of this year different to the way they walked in. Walking in thinking my marriage is over. Walking out having a flourishing marriage. Walking in thinking I'm just going to give up on everything. Walking out with a vision for the future. Walking in feeling isolated and alone. Walking out realizing surrounded by a loving family. So a part of what God is doing and alive on the inside. That has been some of the greatest highlights of this year, is being able to walk close with people. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I say it again. Come on, someone needs to hear it this morning. Be strong and courageous. As it was said to Joshua, come on, he will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. The last part of that scripture which is really where we've been for the last three years as a close. 
is this last part. He will not fail nor forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. He will not fail nor forsake you until all, all, all. I literally could not recount the amount of times where naturally it would say, this is going to fail. This is going to fall. I remember when we signed Unconditional, sitting with the commercial agent up at auction rooms, and he sat there and he said, you know, if this was any other buyer, this would have fallen over at least five times before this point. But somehow, you guys have always been able to make a way. At which I said to him, no, no, God has made a way every single time because he knew of the miracle journey. I was unashamedly telling him, oh man, you should hear this miracle today. Two weeks later, oh, you'll never guess the miracle. And he goes, I don't know what's happening with the owner because he would never act like that with anyone else. And I say, mate, that's God because this is a God thing. When we offered in a number that he said that the owner would reject and he would kick us out, he, he said to us, you know, if you offer that number, this gone, it's done, it's over. And I said, well, that's the number God's put in our spirit. That's the number we'll offer. And he said, are you serious? You're going to lose it all right now. And I said, well, if we're meant to lose it, we'll lose it. And we put it in and the owner came back and he said, please tell them, thank you for a great offer. I'm telling you, God works in mysterious, wonderful ways, but he will not fail or forsake you until all the work for the service of the Lord of the ten is finished. I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell you. I can tell you now, but I can't. It was amazing. Two and a half weeks ago, four weeks out from opening, when we got notice from the joiner who does all the cafe and all the, all the kitchenettes and everything like that, which you need to get your certificate of compliance to be able to get in the building, rang and said, hey, sorry, I know I've been in, in the pipeline for 18 months, but I can't do the job. So four weeks out from opening, can't do the job. Who knows? There's a lot to be done. Who knows? Everyone's calendars are full. But over that weekend, it was like, God, you'll never fail or forsake us. That's it. You'll never, you won't. You won't fail or forsake us. Well, the good news, everybody, is on Tuesday, all the cafe is going to be installed. All the kitchenettes are going in. Everything that's going to be there. So when the guy, when the building surveyor walks through on Friday afternoon, oh, check, that looks good. Check, that looks good. I'm telling you. In the natural, it was done. But I tell you, God, if he said it, his promise is faithful. His way is able. And there's more things that we're going to believe, God, in the next two weeks that he's going to outwork in Jesus' name. Psalm 119, 140 says this, Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servants love them. Can I encourage us? This has been tested. This has been tested. There's things in your life that we will go through that right now you might be saying, well, how God could you be in this? Where God are you in this? I believe he would say, if you would stand on my word and while you are shaken, you would remain unshaken. Because his word is unshakable. It's tested. I met one of the neighbors just the other day said, hey, Chris, what do you do? He goes, oh, well, pretty much we just test things to the point where they break. So basically what I do is I break stuff. (laughs) Do you know that this word has been tested over and over and over and over and over for 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of years. And it has proven faithful every single time. It is proven dependable in every single way. It is proven that it can stand the test of time. But can I encourage us? It's up to us how much we hold on. It's up to us for how much it's cemented into our heart and into our lives. Nobody else can cement it in your heart. We are all responsible for the depth of His Word in our lives. And can I encourage you, like we are with Bryce and like we are with many others, I'm standing on a Word from God and I'm believing He is faithful to be able to finish all the things that He has promised. And maybe we don't happen in the way we want it. Maybe we won't see it in the time we thought we'd see it. But I tell you what, He is faithful. And He is a shield and He will see us through. And if you have that and you feel that in your spirit, can you give God a huge amen and amen. So I want to ask you, what's your word? If you don't have a word or something that you're walking through, it's not about just grabbing a promise and going, that sounds nice. No, no, let something get in your spirit from heaven and stand upon that. See, the word of God is life to everyone who receives it. It's the power of God unto salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is the reality for all of us that we were born into a world created by God, but because of man's and humanity's choice, was separated from God because of our wrong choices, because of things that were done out of free will. You can't have relationship without there being free will. You're not forced into it. God's not a a dictator up there dictating everybody to do everything. No, He's a loving Father that wants relationship with all of His children. He created the world not so He would have a nice planet. He created the world to have a habitat for His kids so that He could then walk with us daily and do life with us and, and to know us intimately and for us to know Him and to have Emmanuel, the God who is with us. But because of our choices, because of humanity's decisions, we walked away from God. We chose to reject Him and sin entered the world. And the Bible tells us that all have sinned. We're born into sin. That doesn't make you a bad person. That just means that from the start, we are separated from God. But the good news of the gospel is, is that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What does that mean? That means that our belief in God belief in what He did by sending His Son Jesus to come and make a way. He literally cancelled the debt of sin and made it available for anyone and everyone when they would willingly choose to say, God, I believe in You. I believe You love me. I believe You want a relationship with me. I believe, God, that You are the one that's called to lead my life. When we open our heart to Him and open the opportunity for have relationship with Him, He says, I meet you there. And the incredible thing is, is that in our brokenness, in our sin, our lives are messy. And he doesn't say, go out and fix yourself up before you come to me. He says, come as you are. But in that point of belief, what he does, he says, I actually wipe away your past. I give you a brand new beginning. And I would love the honor and the opportunity for anyone here or anyone joining us online. If you are not in right relationship with God, I would love to be able to pray the greatest prayer of invitation with you. That simply says, God, I open my heart to you. God, today I choose to believe your word. I choose to believe what you have done for me. And in that moment, I'm telling you, what God does in your heart, nothing this world can offer. The peace He gives you, the freedom and the forgiveness that's lifted off that you've been carrying and even maybe unknowingly carrying. I tell you, He takes it. 
And we literally have this thing. It's like, my goodness, I know him. You see, when we give our heart to Jesus, it's a moment of repentance. It's like, I'm sorry for that. We actually turn and we're choosing now to follow his ways. If you're here this morning, joining us online, and you would love to be able to open your heart to Jesus, you'd love to make a decision, say, I've been living one way, but it's time to turn. It's time to put my trust in God. It's time to open my heart to Him. I want to follow God. I would love to pray with you right now that you could know God for yourself, whether it be the first time you've ever prayed this prayer, or maybe you once did, and you just found yourself in church or online, and you're saying, you know what? God's knocking on my heart. I want to answer that knock. The Bible says He he knocks at the heart of every person, and He's wanting to come in if we would open the door. So with every eye closed and every heart open, if you're here and you say, Craig, would you include me in a prayer? that I could know God for myself, I would love to. It would be my greatest honor. But so I know who I'm praying for so that you can respond and and do something practically. If you're in the room, I'm actually going to ask you on the count of three, simply lift your hand wherever you're seated. Thank you so much. And uh, those online as well, you can lift your hand. It's not a sign to me, but a sign to God. And We'll allow God to meet you in that place and then we want to walk and encourage you forward. But if that's you, first time ever, thank you so much. That's awesome. Just simply lift the hand long enough and high enough for me to see you. That's awesome. So great. Come on, we're all going to pray together. This is great. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge my need of you. And I open up my heart and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you that through Jesus, I have a way to God. And he makes me whole, brand new clean on the inside. I declare I'm a new creation, a follower of Jesus, a child of God. And with your help, I'm going to live with you, live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everyone. Can we honour and celebrate the decisions? If you made that at home, we're celebrating you as well. Trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for church online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.